Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with some samples. You guys, allergies suck and it really sucks when my nose is all stuffed up. I can't do anything. I can't even enjoy dinner because I can't taste my food. I can't work out because I feel so tired and I'm out of it and just forget getting ahead on recording the show because I sound so stuffy. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've honestly been using Claritin D for my allergies forever and it's always been my go-to. I know when spring hits, I won't have to worry about my eyes watering like crazy and my nose running like a faucet. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord. And others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. favorite listeners welcome to murder with my husband i'm peyton moreland and i'm garrett moreland and he's the husband i'm the husband it's mother's day today i want to wish a happy mother's day to all of the moms that are in garrett and i's life as well as all of the moms that are listening i think raising a human being is the hardest job out there so this is for you go moms (laughs) Okay, so this murder is more well-known than the past murders that we've done on this podcast, but I picked this one because I think Garrett is really going to like it. So that's why I picked this murder, but some of you may know it. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, first, I just want to give like our sources, give credit where credit is due. There's an American Justice episode on this. There's a Forensic Files episode on this. I got information from www.newyorktimes.com, murderpedia.org, medium.com, and allthatsinteresting.com. I guess before we start, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's listening again. Oh, yeah. Thank you. It re- like We I, appreciate it so much. Yeah. I know we say that over and over, but every single episode we put out, we keep getting listeners and a lot of continued listeners and a lot from places that we don't know people and so it really means a lot to us that there are strangers out there that are listening to us it it's like a really cool feeling it is especially because we're just starting yeah so it's nice to get people that actually want to listen to so this one's for you guys (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) okay so to the murder (laughs) on may 21st 1989 A woman in Richmond, Virginia, was watching an episode of America's Most Wanted. 
She was surprised when an age progression sculpture of a man that the authorities were looking for looked strikingly similar to her next door neighbor, Robert Clark. She called in the tip to the police, confused because her neighbor was a church-going man and a successful accountant. Police arrested her neighbor, Robert Clark, who was in fact the man they were looking for, John List, a husband who 18 years earlier had murdered his mother, his wife, and all three of his children in their New Jersey mansion. This story is the story of the John List murders. Wow. So when you say mansion, do you mean mansion? I mean mansion. Like I mean it's the 80s. Mansion. Okay. But mansion. Okay. So John Emil List was born on September 17th, 1925 in Bay City, Michigan. So in some of these stories they don't include the city, but I'll go through source to source to get the city just in case there's a listener from that city in that state. Oh. Just so it's like cool for them if it's or or they know the city. Yeah, why wouldn't you know? they include the city? I don't know cuz some I mean like when you're trying to condense a murder it's like, uh-huh. oh, they, he was born in Michigan. You know, like that's enough. Got it. But I go through source to source really hoping I can find the city so that if someone knows about it it's kind of cool for them. That is kind of cool. So he was the only child to his mother and father, and they were very strict parents. They were devout Lutherans. List and his mother had a very close relationship, and she was known to be kind of controlling over him. Um, List served in the Army during World War II, and afterwards he went to school at the University of Michigan and earned a bachelor degree in business administration and a master's degree in accounting. I think... Wow. I said, no, I said, wow. Yeah. So I think this goes to show that List was a very hard worker Mm -hmm. and dedicated to his work. Like that's a hard degree and it's a master's. Yeah. Nonetheless. School, honestly, college. I think any college degree in general, like props. Yeah. Honestly. Even if it's not like necessarily a, a hard degree, right? You're still doing four years of work. Yeah, exactly. So it's said that he struggled though, keeping a job after getting his degree due to his lack of social skills. He would bump heads with coworkers and bosses, and others called him off-putting in the workforce. Mm. So he had a hard time keeping a job, even though he was a hard worker. Because he was like a Mr. Know-it-all, or? Just his social skills were bad. People said that, yeah, he kind of was enclosed and, like, didn't agree with people a lot of the time. But I don't know if he necessarily fought with them. He was just, like, not fun to have at work. Okay. So he met his wife, Helen, who was already a widow at the time after graduating college. Helen told List pretty soon after they began dating that she was pregnant. This was a big no-no because he was a devout Lutheran. Mm. And so he took that very seriously. And so List agreed to marry Helen out of wedlock. Wow. They get married. And soon after, Helen reveals to him that she hadn't actually been pregnant and that she had lied to him. What? Have you ever watched Glee? The TV show. You know when she does that and she like fakes it for so long that she puts that fake belly in? Like it's crazy. I like can't even get like imagine that. And I mean obviously Helen didn't take it as far as putting a fake belly. But still. So I know this is about John but I mean that's pretty messed up of. I think it's messed up. Of her to do. So she tells him that right and he is like oh my gosh. But he doesn't want to look stupid because of his religious beliefs. And he doesn't want to break his marriage vows so he stays married to her. Okay. So they actually become for real pregnant this time very soon after their marriage. And within four years of being married, they had three children. Wow. They were little bunnies. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were busting them out. <laughs> but that's actually, 
That's that's tough. I know. I mean, I'm not a woman and I've never given birth. Again, I, shout out to moms. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't imagine giving birth to three kids in four years. I know. So the children um, at the time of the incident were Patricia, who was 16, John, who was 15, and Frederick, who was 13. So he they were all teenagers at the time of the incident. But flashback to when they had him, the pressure of having a family and being the provider became heavy on List's mental health. He could not hold down a job for the life of him. Like I said earlier, it wasn't his work ethic. Like he was he was productive, he was a hard worker, he was meticulous, but it's his personality that kept getting him fired job after job. So um, eventually, John List, though, lands a really good job as the vice president of a bank in Westfield, New Jersey in 1965. Because of this, List purchased his wife, Helen, her dream home. She like had been wanting it forever, and it was an expensive 19-room mansion that was literally the biggest house and the, in the nicest part of town. Wow. The mansion was um, called Breeze Knoll, and I eventually in my lifetime want to live in a house that has a freaking name like how cool is that yeah. like their house was so well known and big enough that it was like had a name like, like it was the breeze knoll mansion yeah. the breeze knoll manor you know i just think that's so cool yeah so um he didn't actually have the money for this though and he had to ask his mother alma for a loan to buy the house um and she gave it to him under the condition that she could live in the mother-in-law apartment that was on the third floor of the mansion hmm so not even a year after he gets the vice president job at the bank, List is fired due to personality reasons again. Oh, man. Why didn't the mom just go buy her own house? I know. <laughs> so I think because she wanted to get taken care of. She was old. Got it. Like in her okay. 80s. Okay, okay. So the pressure of keeping up the image for his church and his family was his top priority. And so he didn't tell anyone that he had been fired from his vice president job. Instead, he continued to get up every day, put on his work clothes, and head off to work. In reality, he was just getting on a train and riding back and forth all day until it was time to come home. Wow. He continued to look for work in between this due to the financial burdens that this new mansion and that their lifestyle was costing him. But he just would get a job, lose it a week later. Get a job, lose it a week later. Or not even get the job. So his life, needless to say, was falling apart. And it makes me feel like something else is going on. That he's yeah. getting fired this much. It just seems a little fishy to me yeah there was not too much detail about why besides that they were saying it was all of his social skills and personality yeah i just feel like that's kind of a weird oh social skills social skills yeah i don't know but then how do you get the job in the first place yeah exactly you're in the interview what you would you would have noticed those social skills so anyways um list began to steal money from his mother's bank accounts so that he could pay the mortgage on their house so he's like at his wits end like trying anything he can do to keep this lifestyle that they have going By the year 1971, List was completely bankrupt. The problem with this was that List believed that poverty was a sin. It would be a disgrace to admit the state their life was in, and he refused to go on welfare or ask for help. Keep in mind, it's the 70s, and he had begun to worry about his teenage kids and the worldly ways that they had come to act in. Patricia, his oldest, had said that she was wanting to become an actress and she was taking acting classes, which in his eyes was like a corrupt employment. Like he was like, she cannot do that. Like actors and actresses are completely corrupt and she'll go to hell if she becomes that. Okay. And then there were also rumors going around town that she was interested and had begun to do witchcraft. 
and a little bit of marijuana. <laughs> but I was like, ooh, witchy sister, I'm about it. <laughs> so on top of all this, Liz's wife, Helen, had also been keeping a secret of her own. She had contracted syphilis from her first husband and hadn't told Liz. So for those who don't know what syphilis is, I'm pretty sure it's an STI. Me too. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's an STI. Yeah, and it was deteriorating her health bad. Okay. And due to the embarrassment of this, Helen had actually stopped going to church with John. So she was like, just this was getting her down and stuff. So she stopped going to church with John. And so John was like, oh my gosh, like my family is going to hell. (laughs) Like he was like, we are living in sin. We're broke and that's a sin. Like I'm not taking care of my family and that's a sin. And my daughter's a witch and that's a sin. And like other kid wants to do acting. Yeah. And (laughs) and, yeah. And so he was just, and my, my wife's not even going to church anymore. And so this was the straw that broke the camel's back. And List was convinced that this was this life that he was living was not good anymore. And it was completely overtaken by sin. And he considered suicide, but that was also an unforgivable sin. And so I don't know how murder isn't, but he justified it in his head that, okay, well, I'll take care of them. And then I'll no longer be living in a life of sin. So I have a question real quick. Is there any information about the kids and kind of their lives or were they kind of just left out of everything? Um, they were kind of just left out of it. Like the only, they, they were popular uh-huh. and they had friends and stuff, but that was kind of all that was. Cause they weren't super young. No, they were teenagers yeah, at this point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But that was kind of all that was included in all of the stuff I found. I'm sure if there was a, like a first person source, they would know more. Okay. Um, John List being a hard worker and a meticulous man made a plan that took him months to come up with. He was going to end this humiliation and send his family to heaven so they could stop living in, in sin. So I think he was like, if I kill them, they'll go to heaven. If they keep living this life they're living, they're all going to go to hell. And there's been parents who have killed for this exact same reason before. That feels so hypocritical. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, I mean, they're poor because he's lying about not having a job and not keeping a job. Instead of suicide, he goes, but I'm going to kill my family. Uh I don't know. Yeah. So he went and practiced his shooting skills at a shooting range and even slyly snuck into conversation one night around the dinner table what everyone would want done with their bodies if they were to die. Like, would you want cremated? Would you want buried? What kind of funeral would you want? Why would he need to go to the shooting range? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just a little confused. I need maybe to, he thought he didn't know how to use I, a gun, maybe. but he was, in the, he was in the war. Was he planning on being like... 300 yards away with the sniper trying to kill his family. Back to he's meticulous. So he was like, I'm not going to miss. I'm going to. Oh, that's so sad. I know. So on the morning of November 9th, 1971, after the kids went to school, List loaded his handguns and went into the kitchen where his wife, Helen, was drinking her morning cup of coffee. He talked to her for a little bit. And then when her back was turned, he walked up behind her and shot her in the side of her head, killing her instantly. Oh, man. He put Helen's body on a sleeping bag and dragged her into their glorious ballroom. So like they're in a mansion, an old mansion, remember? So they have this huge ballroom Mm -hmm. and he drags her in there and like sets her in there. Next, he walks upstairs to the third floor of the mansion where his mom is making her breakfast. He kisses her on the head and then shoots her in the head. He tries to drag her body down to the ballroom to be with Helen, but it's too heavy and he doesn't get that far. So he just sets her down in the hallway and puts a towel over her face and moves on. He goes back downstairs and cleans up the blood that had amounted. So when the kids got home, they weren't like stunned that there was this blood all over the floor. He then drafts letters to send to the kids school about the family vacation they would be leaving for immediately. He went to the post office 
to mail the letters and stop the mail delivery to their house. He also stopped their milk delivery. And also, like, I just want to know why and when we stopped deciding to have our milk delivered. Because, like, how cute. <laughs> Someone walks up and delivers your milk for the week. Like, isn't that cute? Probably a lot of work. I guess. But, like, why was that such a common thing? And now, like, we it don't was, even hear of it. It was also in, like, glass bottles and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but couldn't you just deliver in? I'm sorry for all those that are out there listening that a little older older than us you can tell we're kind of millennials <laughs> well i want someone to deliver my milk that's all i want in my life you can postmates it yeah i guess that's there you true. go it's the same thing so after he leaves the post office he goes to the bank to cash in his mother's savings bond that was like two thousand dollars he drove back to breeze knoll manor and made himself a sandwich while waiting for the kids to get home from school Keep in mind, his wife is in the ballroom on a sleeping bag dead, and his mother is upstairs dead in the hallway. This is just... Once again, yeah. how do they move on? How is he even hungry? Like, how are you even hungry this, enough to eat a sandwich? This seems to happen in all our stories, where like, they make a sandwich, or they yeah, make they just food out of their on with body life. parts, whatever it yeah. is. There's always, <laughs> yeah. there's always something weird going on like this. So, oh. pa- Patricia, the 16-year-old witch actually called home saying she was feeling pretty ill so he goes to the school and picks her up from school early when they get home he shoots her in the jaw and drags her body into the ballroom next to her mother's when fred his son came home from school he shot him as well and laid the body out in the ballroom too john actually had a soccer game after school that day and so list went to the soccer game and cheered his son on and then gave him a ride back home took him in and shot him in the back of the head in the kitchen this is where it just goes back to he's crazy yeah he can do all this stuff and kill every single person in his family and just Mm -hmm. be like yeah it's yeah is what it is um john jr though actually struggled like he didn't die instantly like the rest of them and so he shoots him nine more times before he drags him into the ballroom nine times Mm. i think he was like making noise you know so i think to like end the suffering he just like panicked oh Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Hola. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. So a lot of people don't know that Garrett is actually fluent in Spanish, so I feel like I wanted to keep up my game and my goal is to be able to have a conversation with Garrett fully in Spanish by the end of the year and I feel like I probably will hit that. Plus Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. This is the hard part for me. Here's a special limited time deal for you guys right now. Get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription but only for you guys at babbel.com slash husband. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash husband spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash husband. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
All right, you guys, Audible is your one-stop app for all things audio entertainment, from bestsellers and the latest releases to celebrity memoirs and gripping mysteries. Audible's library is brimming with countless genres to love and new discoveries to make. Dive into an unparalleled selection of audiobooks and explore exclusive Audible originals brought to life by top celebrities, renowned experts, and fresh voices. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog in including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Plus, you can enjoy unlimited access to a growing selection of audiobooks, Audible originals, and podcasts such as Murder With My Husband. Honestly, I love Audible because I will get into a story while I'm cleaning or driving. Sometimes I get so hooked listening to a story, I just end up finding new places to clean or just end up sitting in my car, which drives Garrett nuts, but I'm out there sitting there. New members can explore Audible free for 30 days. Also this March through May, the Audible sweep you into a realm of intrigue and suspense with their mystery and thriller collection, featuring exclusive new thrillers from their best-selling authors. Their selection is designed to captivate and surprise ensuring your heart rate remains as elevated as your imagination. New members can try Audible for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500-500. That's audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500-500. Taking charge of my health is all about being super conscious of what I fuel my body with. Whether it's food or supplements, I'm constantly on the lookout for the top choices, and that's why I'm stoked to share with all of you Thorn. Thorn takes a personalized, innovative, and scientific approach to health and wellness with their supplements. They manufacture all their supplements in the U.S. using top-notch ingredients sourced globally. Plus, they team up with leading medical professionals to bring you highly effective nutritional supplements. Whether it's their B-complex, creatine, magnesium, or basic prenatal, Thorn's got all the supplements I need to help promote and maintain my health goals. You guys, I'm actually taking the B-complex vitamins every single morning, and I feel like it enhances my energy and mood especially if we've been eating a little bit unhealthy with thorn we never have to question what's in each supplement because they go the extra mile when it comes to quality manufacturing and ingredients give your body what it really needs with thorn go to thorn.fit slash husband and use code husband for 10 percent off your first order that's t-h-o-r-n-e dot f-i-t slash husband code husband for 10 percent off your first order thorn dot fit slash husband code husband these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration the product is not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease so after his family was laying out in front of him in the ballroom he stands over them and says a prayer over their bodies this guy's crazy he then wrote a note to his pastor confessing to the crimes according to allthingsinteresting.com he feared his family confronted with a world full of evil and poverty would turn from god he said that this was the only way to ensure their safe arrival to heaven. John cleaned up the blood that was spilled all over the house and then ate dinner. He washes his dishes and set them to dry and then goes up to his bedroom and goes to sleep with all of his family members dead in his house. All right. John did not. I don't know where his logic was, but that was <laughs> not the right decision at all. Oh he later gosh. admits that he got the best night's sleep that night than he had had in years. And I honestly think it's because the burden of like living uh -huh. this fake life was like off his shoulders. Like, I think he genuinely was finally like, oh, I don't like my family's safe and I don't have to keep up this lie. Quote unquote. Safe. Yes. Yes. 
So he woke up next morning and turned the air conditioning down so the bodies would decompose slower. And then he switched every light on in the house and then turned the radio on over the intercom system to his favorite classical musical station. He did this so people would still think the family was home when he leaves. So that the lights were on Mm -hmm. and there was like music and noise coming from the house. He then took a pair of scissors and cut himself out of every family picture that was in the house and then hung the family picture back up. So at first I thought that this was like because of remorse, because Uh like a couple of the sources just said that he did this. Like he didn't want to see himself in the pictures. Yeah. So I was like, oh, he he feels like he doesn't, you know, deserve his family or that his family's moving on without him. And so he like cut his picture, his picture out. But then it's, it was in one of the sources that John later told people he did this because he didn't want the cops to have any picture to use for his wanted signs. So it wasn't because he was like, I put too much faith in this guy. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, he has having remorse, but it was actually because he just didn't want to get caught. And I was thinking about it. Like nowadays, you just get on Facebook or Instagram yeah. and download a picture. But back then, the 70s that was the only pictures. 80s. Yeah. Wow. So um, then he just grabbed his bags and he walked out the front door, locked it behind him and left forever. Okay. So nearly a month goes by at Breeze Knoll without any word or anything. No one calls the cops. No one suspects anything. It's just the lights are on and everything's normal. So what about her family? I don't know. I don't know. Didn't say anything Mm -mm. about that? Okay. Mm -mm. No one like called to check in on them or anything. Okay. Neighbors thinking that the lists were keeping to themselves because the lights were still on. So they thought they were home and they could hear the music at times. And there was no mail or milk piling up like the normal things of like if someone wasn't home. And he'd already sent letters to the school School, for the kids. kids, Yeah. So he took care of everything to make it so no one would be like. Suspect anything. Mm Mm-hmm. So the lights one by one begin to burn out because they are being left on all the time. And so it leaves only the music playing and the family corpses rotting away in the house. Oh my gosh. It was Patricia's drama teacher who ended up being worried enough to go check in on the family. Patricia had apparently told her teacher that she was worried her dad would kill the whole family because he didn't like his life. Whoa, weird. Yeah. So then the teacher like got worried enough after a month had gone by and the kids still hadn't come home from vacation. He was like, I'm going to go to the house. He must have done something to make the family or the kids feel weird because that's I mean, I think he was like slowly unraveling. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, you can't keep up a lie. You can't keep doing that. Like, and the pressure of he legit thought his whole family was going to hell. Yeah. I mean, and he was a devout Lutheran. Like, religion was everything to him. I'm sure he was, like, screaming and yelling at them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, he goes to the house, the teacher does, and neighbors call the police when they see the teacher wandering around and looking in the windows. Which I'm like, okay, so you don't see anyone at the house for a month. You hear the same music on, like, all the time. But as soon as one person comes in your neighborhood and starts peeking in windows, you're like, oh, we got to call the cops. Oh, someone's trying to break in. (laughs) So the police show up and they knock on the door. They look through the windows and then they're like, nothing's wrong. They're like going to go back. And the neighbors are like, well, we haven't seen them. So can you please like go in the house? Like we haven't seen them. So the cops find an unlocked window and they climb through the window and go inside the house. Here we go. The police are immediately sus. The house was freezing cold, there was only one light on, and there was eerie funeral music playing over the intercom system. Like, can you imagine going in this house, it's freezing cold, you can like kind of slightly smell decomp, and the lights are all off, like burned out when they're trying to turn them on, and there's funeral music playing throughout the intercom system in the house. So freaky. 
It's been a month, right? Yeah, a month. So when the cops finally get near the ballroom, the smell of decomp is so strong that they're for sure there's dead bodies in the house. And they walk in and they find the family laid out on all of the sleeping bags dead, decomposing. So after searching the rest of the house, they also find John's confession letter that he left the pastor and they find Alma's body upstairs on the third floor. So the cops put out an APB for List in his car and they end up finding his car at the John F. Kennedy Airport, but there was no record of him taking a flight. So there's no leads, there's no clues. John List was just gone and had a month to get anywhere under no sus- suspicion. Yeah, he could have gone to Mexico, could have gone to Europe. Who knows the where. chances of them finding him now were slim to none. Yep. A month had start. So the August after the massacre, though, the List home actually caught fire, the mansion. And police think it was arson, but through the wreckage, they actually discover that the glass ceiling in the ballroom was a Tiffany original, making it worth over $100,000 at the time. Whoa. This would have easily paid off all of the bills and at least solved the money issues that List was having. And people don't even think he knew that that glass ceiling was that much money. Oh, I'm sure not. So he would have just had to sell that piece of glass and he would have crawled out of the hole that he was in. Yeah. Okay, you guys, the weather's getting warmer, so it's time to put away the jackets and sweaters and bring out the shorts and the tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe, not just for the season, but for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. And I'm gonna be honest, one of the outfits I'm wearing to our live show is from Quince. That's what I'm talking about. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30 washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They actually partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman um, and passes the savings on to you. So, like I said, I just bought one of their silk skirts for the live show, and I'm so excited. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com husband for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash husband to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash husband. When we started podcasting, an online store was honestly the furthest thing from our minds. But now we're selling Murder With My Husband merch, and it's so easy because we use Shopify. And we really do. We use Shopify to sell our merch. I've been using Shopify for years, so it is absolutely amazing, easy to use, so intuitive. I love it. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. And it's great because they grow with you. So whether you're just launching your shop or you've just hit a million orders, they are there every step of the way. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. We've actually tried a couple other platforms before we started using Shopify to sell our merch and Shopify is just the best. Um, I've been using it for years, like I've said, and I just love having control over it and being able to do what I want. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com husband. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com husband now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com husband. 
That's kind of hard, though. How are you supposed to know that? I know, right? So the police tried through the years to get more coverage and spread the word, like, we're looking for this guy. He obviously did it. They followed all the leads that came up about where he might be, um, but there weren't that many, and they never went anywhere. In 1989, a man named John Walsh, who anyone listening to this podcast that's a true crime person is going to know that name, but you don't know that name. Okay. His six-year-old son, Adam, was murdered which in turn led John to become a victim's right advocate and the host of America's Most Wanted. Oh. It's a really big case, like a really famous case, and he like fought, and now he's like the host of America's Most Wanted because his son was murdered. Okay. And um, he heard about the case. John Walsh heard about the case, and he was determined to find this scumbag dad that murdered his family and bring him to justice. Um, But he told them, like, he told the cops, in order to put this on America's Most Wanted, we're going to have to have an updated image of him because the case was a long time ago and really cold. Like, there's been no evidence since. Yep. And so Walsh got a hold of Frank Bender, who is a forensic sculptor, and asked him to contract an age-progressed sculpture of John List. Bender used all the information he had as a forensic anthropologist, but he also reached out to a forensic psychologist to get a profile on John List, which I just think is brilliant. So instead of just looking at the photo and being like age progressing him to what he thinks he would be like 18 years later, he reaches out to a psychologist and is like, hey, will he have a beard or will he not have a beard based on his behavior beforehand? Will he have gained weight will he have lost weight will he have done this will he have done that to try to get like the yeah. most accurate description of this some guy. of these gifts and abilities people have blow my mind I know. blow my mind so um they use his parents old pictures to like kind of see what his parents turned out like and they end up creating a sculpture of who they thought a 60 year old john list would look like in 1989 18 years after he murdered his family They decided together that John List would be wearing glasses that were very similar to the ones he wore around the time of the murder because that would have been his prime. I still feel like this is, as the police and detectives looking for this guy, it just feels like such a long shot, though. I know. If he's he's smart enough, you leave the country. Oh, yeah. You don't stay in the U.S. And he had a month head start. And he had some money. Now even longer than a month. Now yeah. we're just... It's like just two rack- grand, which rack- like back in that day is like... You could get a flight somewhere. Yeah, a lot of money to go restart. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. So they're like, this is all they have. I mean, America's Most Wanted on the TV. Yep. This is a way to spread it to the nation in hopes. And also, they're just guessing what this guy might be looking like. Uh-huh. It's 18 years later. It's not like it's been five years, you know? So um, anyways, they decide that he would be wearing the glasses... The same exact glasses almost that he wore around the time of the murder because he would want to live like in his prime. And so he wouldn't have moved on. Okay. He wouldn't psych like psychologically, he wouldn't have gotten new glasses. Got it. And so they scour thrift stores around trying to find these these frames that they're looking for. And they finally find the perfect ones and they put it on the sculpture and then they release the sculpture on America's Most Wanted. And I'm going to show you. The sculpture versus him when they found him. Okay. This is a picture that they took of him and the sculpture. No way. Yeah. That looks like the exact same person. Uh Uh-huh. You like can't even tell. Wow. That's so impressive. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So impressive. Yeah. So the America's Most Wanted case aired. And then 11 days later, FBI arrest Robert Clark in Richmond, Virginia. 
he had a new wife and denied that he was John List, even after they compared his fingerprints and proved that it was him. He was charged with five counts of first-degree murder, and he was diagnosed with OCD. Okay. Nine hours after deliberation, his jury found him guilty. He was given maximum sentence, which was five consecutive life terms. List died in prison on March 21st, 2008 at 82 years old, and that's the story of the John List murders. Wow. First of all, you guys should go look up that picture because that's... I'll post it on our social media. Oh, yeah. We're going to post it on our Instagram, so go follow I'll post us. the manner. I'll post the social... I'll <laughs> oh, post yeah, the I picture. Yeah, I'll post all that stuff. So go follow us on our social media, Murder With My Husband, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So here's some things that he said in interviews after he was caught. He said... I feel when we get to heaven, we won't worry about these earthly things. They'll either have forgiven me or they won't realize, you know, what happened. Talking about his family. He said, I'm sure that if we recognize each other, that we'll just like each other's company just as we did here when times were better. Dude, he killed your family. Yeah, but he thinks he saved them. Yeah, true. Um, Dr. Stephen Smearing Dr. Stephen Simring, a psychiatrist who examined List after his arrest years later, said his sense of neatness was the result of a compulsive personality. Simring said List showed no evidence of anything that approached genuine remorse, adding, he's a cold, cold man. Yeah, I don't understand how, I guess, him having OCD is the reason that, not the reason, but. So that's why I'm wondering if maybe it was a little bit more. If there's more to it that we just mm-hmm. don't know. That we don't understand. They never or, did another psychiatric like, I was kind of thinking he just, he, I mean, obviously something was obviously wrong. Most of the time with a killer, there is something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, But maybe just the pressure of like lying and stuff was so much that he killed them. And then to use a cop out, he blamed his religion. Okay. I could see that. Like maybe it was, because why not kill yourself? I mean, it could have been a form of. It's hard. I try not to, I think we both try not to talk about this stuff too much because yeah. we're not doctors yes, exactly. or mental specialists. But, I mean, it could have been a form of maybe depression. Yeah. I mean, depression is yeah. obviously 100% real. Uh-huh. So, So yeah, I think that maybe it would could have been more selfish than he led on years later after being caught mm-hmm. and led on to his pastor. You know, like using God as an excuse to get rid of your family. Mm-hmm. Maybe he believed it, but maybe it was just something he justified for his own selfish reasons yeah. of I'm living a life I don't want to be living. Either way, he killed his family and I'm glad he got caught. So, <laughs> 18 years later <laughs> yeah, because of America's Most Wanted. What were the chances? And also, why didn't he leave the country? I know. That's what I said earlier is I knew. I mean, I obviously knew this was coming. Yeah. Because I could tell he didn't leave the country. Yeah. Idiot. But, I mean, and he got a new wife. But I'm kind of glad he didn't leave the country. He killed his family and deserved, yeah. and deserved to be caught. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't... I mean, he never... He pled not guilty. Yeah, so like, he obviously deserves to be in... Yeah. I mean, he's not alive anymore, but but he deserved to be in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. There was, like, no information on his new wife. I guess when they, like, went to arrest him, they went to her house first. And... um. She was like, oh, he's at work. And so then they went to work, his work place. So they did get to, like, meet her and stuff. And I don't know, they, there's no, like, information. But I think that would be kind of wild mm-hmm. to marry someone and then realize, oh, my gosh, 18 years older, 18 years earlier, this guy killed his, he's a family annihilator. Yeah. Like. <laughs> uh-huh. I know. Seriously. It's crazy. That's kind of a short one, but 
it was just another one of those mm-hmm. cut and dry. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, he did it. It was more just interesting because of the fact that it was found on America's Most Wanted. Yeah. Like what? How I w- I would actually be interested to know. I should have looked up how many people have been caught because of America's Most mm-hmm. Wanted. Yeah, that'd be interesting to know. Because I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that we can just watch a TV show and be like, oh, look. It's the guy that murdered his family 18 years ago because of age-progressed sculpture, too. Like, yeah, that's um, so cool. John Walsh says that the only reason that they caught him was because those guys did such a good job. Because they wouldn't have had an updated picture, and he looked absolutely nothing like he did. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, yeah, well, that's the murder. The John List murders. Crazy. Family annihilator. That's pretty crazy. We... Are going to try to post every Sunday, or we're going to, we're committing, we're going to post every Sunday and Wednesday. Yeah. Is our plan. Mm-hmm. Or Sunday and Thursday. Was it Sunday and Thursday or Sunday and Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday. Sunday and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be our schedule for those that are listening to us. As we're coming out of quarantine a little bit, we should, we're going to start trying to crack down because we won't have all day every day to just record these. So Yeah. So every Sunday and Wednesday... We're actually out of town right now. Well, we've been with, with family yeah, for the past couple of weeks. So we're headed back to our, our home. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's, just, that's just an update on our life, just in case anybody <laughs> Yeah, so what are you guys doing? You go ahead and leave us a comment. Give us an update on your life. Yeah, we want to know what's going on. We're just trying to get fans, okay? <laughs> we really want a dog. Um, What else do we want? We've been working out. We just started we working out. and We're trying to get in. It's been just, horrible. We're trying to get in shape and eat better. <laughs> Yeah. For those that are thinking of doing it, don't. It's a scam. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it sucks. It sucks. No, but no, it's good. It's been good. Yeah. And that's uh, all you really need to know about us. But there's a lot that we need to know about you. So go follow us yeah. and talk to us and let us know. We've had like a couple comments back and I, I respond to all the comments. So if you mm-hmm. leave a comment about a murder or you have a question or anything, leave a comment on there. I respond. Other people will respond and we can get talking. Or if you have a dog, go ahead and just DM me a picture of them so that I can look at them. She loves dogs. And we save this kind of banter for the end just in case you guys are annoyed of us. You Our can skippers. Just, you can just turn it off and then you've listened to the murder already. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that was John List Murders. I love it. And I hate it. Goodbye. <laughs>